Mana 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 this is Social Discasting. Welcome to Social Discasting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. Hope you're well. My guest is a stand-up comedian, a writer, a host, and a podcast host who has worked on such shows as Ridiculousness, Food Factor Fiction, and Elite Daily, and who has the excellent podcast Yelling About Pate. Please welcome Carl Hess. Welcome. Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Thank you for, well, for being here and your patience, because it was... We made it through the hellscape. Man, it was an arduous task of two veritable Luddites trying to figure out how to work a podcast. <laughs> this is the future now. I know. This is the future, and I'm definitely not an IT guy. Yeah, confirmed. No more podcasting in person. That's, a, that's <laughs> over. Disembodied voices exactly. and the occasional face only. It's all about yelling at your computer for 2021 <laughs> to question mark. <laughs> It's all about two veritable strangers yelling at each other right. and recording it for everyone to hear. Yeah, you know what? And that's sometimes that's all we can do. You know what? Sometimes you just have to be vulnerable. Right, right now, you know, I'm being vulnerable. As they say, when you podcast into the void, the void podcasts back <laughs> at you. So, you know, it's, it's, the prophecy is fulfilled. Give me that podcast feedback loop, please. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm either just... I'm either just yelling at my timeline or yelling at my computer doing a podcast or a Zoom thing. So yeah, it's just a lot of yelling in the direction of my computer, and that's life now. That pretty much is life right now. Yeah, it's a lot of yelling, and sometimes I don't want to back at me, and sometimes I do or, want it. Yeah, or if I'm lucky, I'm in a park 10 feet away from a friend, and I'm yelling at them. Because that's the only way I can see any friends or acquaintances. Just in a park, yelling across six six to ten feet of distance. At least that's jovial yelling. So right, that's, that's good. true. It's always good to see people. But, yeah, and that's a byproduct of being safe as opposed to, you know, general animus. So that's That's good. true. That's true. <laughs> we do have, I think we've added a layer to the hellscape, though. I don't know uh, if your listeners saw this, but in L.A. recently... There's usually a cap on how many people they can cremate per week, but there's so many dead people that they had to remove the cap. The cap is for like air quality. They had to I remove the air quality cap and they're just like incinerating corpses as fast as they can. So, uh, you know, we just have like, we just have like corpse dust in the air to worry about along with COVID. So that's, I mean, that's some real hellscape shit. I can't wrap my head around that. Corpse the- smoke? I mean, oh yeah. Corpse smoke. Now we're working with the hellscape, baby. I, you know, it's funny, uh, not funny, but funny, like three days ago, I rewatched the uh, ashes scene from Big Lebowski. Oh my God, right? And that's what your life is right it now. It is, it is. You walk out at the wrong time, boom, the greatest generation just went up your fucking nose. <laughs> oh God. Boom. Uh, so I guess that, that leads, <clears throat> excuse me, inevitably to the question, how are you? Well, you know, that that is a loaded question these days. I feel like there was a time, I think it was more early on in the pandemic, where people kind of shifted from how are you to how you holding up. Yes. I think that became a thing. But I feel like we're like even past that now. Like even asking someone how they're holding up is quaint because it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like before we, we had in our minds that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And now I think it's like we've seen the vaccine roll out. We know that this isn't going to be over anytime soon. So I, I don't even know what you say to someone. Yeah, just how are you? Yeah, it's a weird question to ask because you don't want to, like, unload uh, even on your friends. But it's also, like, everyone's bad. Yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it's weird because it's a question that in and of itself, like, 
it prompts an answer as before as opposed to like a eh fine because right. you because it's either the equivalent of like well you know right exactly we're all doing the hellscape <laughs> yeah like uh, you're aware right yeah I I've started just being like I'm staying relatively sane that's what that's like my go to answer and that's like for the most part true like yeah. I'm staying relatively sane and I feel like. In these times, these times, capitalized, trademarked, in these times, <laughs> that's really the best you can ask for. 100%. Like, I always think now I've, I'm just like, I, all I want, if possible, is to just be okay. I don't yeah. have to be great. I don't have to be bad. If yeah. I can be okay, that's good enough. For and me. that that can be hard enough during just regular hellscape. We're in the incre- increased hellscape. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it can be harder just to be okay. That's a good goal, though, you know? It's again, it's easy to say difficult to to sometimes really accomplish. But, you know, it feels like it's a weird thing, too, because like pre pandemic life is tough by itself, you know, let alone it's not like you add the pandemic and then the rest goes away and we just focus on that. It's like, no, this is another giant thing to try to for me to like get to being okay, being okay. Yeah, plus it's like all my friends are comics and it's like obviously none of us have performed and like seven months, 10 yeah. months, we're all going insane. So I think there's that extra layer. But even for normal people, it's like you can't go to a fucking bar and see your friends. You can't even, yeah. you know, it's like, ugh. but I do feel like, like Trump leaving office, it's like we all had Trump to lay everything on now. Like when the pandemic's finally over, it's going to be like, ah, I got to get my life together. I can't just blame everything bad on the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't have this this big orange You're not going to have the pandemic to kick around anymore. <laughs> you got to get your shit together, buddy. It's like, wow, I don't have to, a big orange uh, right. blob of fat and bones to right, exactly. get mad yeah. at. And I feel project like people are going to miss Trump because it's like, oh, yeah, you hated Trump so much, but you spent a lot of time <laughs> dunking on him on Twitter. And now what do you got? You got to you, you got to face your own <laughs> life. Like and people wistfully exactly. remembering him like. He was a bad guy, but he was our bad right, guy. Exactly. He he, <laughs> he he really was kind of like the inevitable embodiment of where America was heading. You know, it's like we all hated him and he's a piece of shit. But it's like, eh, we, you know, it, it, it was always going to be Trump or someone like Trump getting into power. I mean, that was that was inevitable. Genuinely. Yeah. I, so he was a know, wild. He was our, he was our piece of shit. <laughs> he was. I mean, it. he really is. Truth, like the embodiment of America. Yeah. I mean, he really is, and that says a lot, you yeah. know. But it does feel like him or some version of him was. It was a long time coming. A long time coming, and I feel like it's the same thing when people are like, I feel like this has it has increased in recent years, where it's like people are like bl- kind of blaming the year for like, oh, twenty twenty, at it again, <laughs> and then yeah. like it like twenty twenty one comes around, people are like. Uh, everything still kind of sucks. It's like, well, maybe the year isn't the problem, guys. Yeah, maybe um, the fact that all it was was literally yesterday. Right, exactly. And and that's it. like, no, it's just like a it's same difference like as a birthday, too. It's like, yeah, you're a day older. It just means more because like a number right. changes. We want something external to put all this <laughs> on. Like, oh, 2020, you yeah. motherfucker. But it's like, you know, it, it's a lot easier to do that than face the fact that uh, it's just the events and people that are bad, not the year. Yeah. Well, it's also, though, too, like, the idea, it's like, it all seems to start with both of those instances, like Trump and the, the year is like, well, it can't be anything I'm doing, so. Exactly. I'm on Twitter all day bitching. It certainly can't be <laughs> my fault 
that things are bad, I'm posting constantly. I'm doing my part. I picked a fight with a stranger, so I'm not the problem. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think there'll, there'll ultimately be a reckoning. But luckily, we're going to have COVID around for a long time to blame all our problems on. So, you know, you might not have to get your shit together until like 2022. Living the dream, you right? a whole year of being able to blame a <laughs> viral pandemic for all your failings. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say too, like, oh yeah, we live in the dream just cowering in my house. Right, but, exactly. But I know you've been, I know you camp in general, but have you found yourself camping more? Yes, I definitely kind of, once I realized, you know, like everyone, how serious COVID was going to be and, you know, comedy was pretty much canceled. Yeah. And like, you know, like restaurants and going out to eat, uh, the, uh, that was pretty much canceled. So like, you know, those are the only reasons I'm, I mean, I love LA, but it's like, if I'm not doing comedy and there's no bars and restaurants to go to and I can't see really see my friends, it's like, I don't have to fucking stay around here. <laughs> yeah. And obviously people who don't like the outdoors and, you know, don't really, that's not like something they would do. They're feeling a lot more trapped because it's like, you can't jump on a plane. You can't go on a vacation if you're not going to fucking, you know, you don't want to stay in a hotel right now. But for me, who's always loved camping and wish I had more time to do it, it was kind of like, my number one first thing to stay sane. I was just like, I'm just going to get the fuck out of the city and go camp in the woods. So I, you know, over the course of the last 10, 11 months, I've been, you know, camping a ton. And I think a lot of people have, I mean, every REI I've been to in the last six months or campsite, like everyone's just like, I've never seen it this busy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm so it's like, I, yeah, obviously everyone, you know, I'm not the only one who had this idea and it's great that other people are doing it, but, uh, it sucks when you want to get a campsite and they're booked up for fucking three weeks. I imagine. And also, though, when it's all the spots you're used to going to and now all of a sudden people sure. are out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just like lucky that, you know, I try to keep everything in perspective because it's like, look, living in L.A., it's fucking 75 degrees and sunny right now. I live across from a park. I can walk over there, get outside my house, you know, take a breath of fresh air of corpse smoke away from people. Like, I can't imagine living in New York or Chicago or, you know, most of the country where it's fucking freezing. You can't go to the bar. It's shitty out. It's icy. It's gray. It's rainy. If you're in New York, you're in your closet apartment. It's like, I feel like L.A., despite the fact that we're like the world epicenter for COVID, is actually a pretty nice place to spend the time. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. There's a lot of outdoor space. You can get away and go on a hike, you know, not that far away from the city. It's like, despite the fact that our city government has you know, completely fucked it up like all, all the government has. Overall, I'm lucky to be where I'm at and I have been getting out of town a lot and that has been keeping me relatively sane. I'm not going to say fully sane. That would be a lie. I would imagine that goes a long way. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and that's always, even in normal times, in the before times, as sure. we say, the, the PC world, the pre-COVID world, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I would need to get out an, a couple times a month just to, you know, just to kind of reboot, reset, yeah. I, I always feel better when I'm when I'm going outside and I'm lucky that I have that to fucking fall back on. Imagine the people who's that for them is like going to Disneyland, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. there are a lot of adults who go to Disneyland a suspicious amount. I've never understood the Disney people. But like if your thing, if your release is like doing something like that, oh, you're fucked. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Disney even discontinued like certain passes or something recently. So it's all rolling back. If that is, yeah. yeah, if your identity is Disney. But I, you know, I can't judge. It's like, I'm a fucking I'm not, fan of no, comedian. I'm not, I have to go up in front yeah. of strangers to try to make them laugh 
to fucking, <laughs> you know, feel good about myself and get the rush of performing. It's like, I'm no better than the Disney people. I'm just, bro- I'm just insane I know, in a yeah. different way. But I'll still, I'll still make fun of them. <laughs> it's an interesting sect of people. I'm not against them. Do whatever you want to yeah, do. Hey, I mean, adult Disney people, do your thing. Look, hey, you know what? To be fair, if we're going like the other route with it, just think what life would be like. I mean, maybe we're about to find out, unfortunately, if they didn't have that outlet. You know, it's like oh, Michael no. Jordan. If he didn't, have, if Michael Jordan didn't have basketball, That's he would have been a serial killer. Well, they're so, all, they're all gonna be like at my fucking campsite that I wanted to be alone <laughs> at, singing the fucking Frozen soundtrack. Oh god! And I'll be like, God damn it, twenty twenty one, you screwed me again. Ah, oh, let it go, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to ask you too that in the summerish time of last year, I know you had a few photos at a winery. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of natural wine. I drink a lot of wine. I like uh, going to vineyards. Going to vineyards is just like an excuse to get day drunk outside, which is great, yeah. especially during COVID, because it's like, can't go to a bar, but you can fucking wander around a field and get drunk at 11 a.m. Go to the source. So, yeah, wineries are, have been a go-to. And uh, for the first time, it was actually in September, I believe, I went up to a winery that I like, that's outside of Paso Robles in the central coast of California. And I, uh, you, you volunteer for the harvest and they give you like a bunch of free wine and food. It's a small winery and basically they like have a lot of friends and volunteers come and help them on the, uh, the days they harvest the grapes. So it's a very much just like you're hanging out. You do a couple hours of work of picking grapes in the morning, which is actually really fun. You know, there's like cool dogs. They're on like a rustic farm. And then you just like start getting drunk at 11 a.m. And they give you a bunch <laughs> of food. And I live my lifelong dream of they they foot stomp all their grapes because it's like all yeah. natural there. So I, I've always wanted to do the grape stomping. I never had. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like drinking. And, you know, I got my glass. I'm sipping. I'm stomping the grapes. I'm like, this is the lifestyle. You know, if I have to leave fucking comedy behind, I'm, I'm going to be a great <laughs> fucking grape stomper. I remember seeing that in a movie when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, that's the dream. It really is the dream. I've actually wanted to do it. I don't know. I, I'm a little older. I'm in my late 30s. I don't know your your. Listening. I think I'm the same. I'm the same age. Okay, the, the I think the original viral video or one of the first videos yes. I saw on oh, the yeah. internet is of that news reporter doing a field piece from a grape stomping place, and she tries to go a little too hard and falls <laughs> off this wooden platform and totally wrecks herself. And it's like still the funniest, probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable. It's funny. like an all-time viral video. If you haven't seen it, look just look up Grape Stomp Fail or Reporter Grape Stomp. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so good. It works on so many levels. And then they like throw back to the studio and like those people are like they're like <laughs> they're like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, her but and her noises are just oh you my can't, God, yeah. you couldn't make those noises. She got out. the wind really knocked out of her. God. But ever since that, I was like. I want to stomp some grapes not, because I knew I could do it better. I was like, I'm going to stomp some grapes and not fall and wreck myself. You're like, that. look, that's worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's worst case. I was thinking about it, though. The first time I got in, you know, I had a wine glass in one hand. It's slippery. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm not going down that same road. I've learned from that reporter's pain. <laughs> I was going to say, she had to do that, exactly. so you knew not to do she that. She fell so I could fly. And <laughs> I got to say, I was pretty good at stomping, you know. People have different techniques, and it's actually – when you first get in, it's kind of hard because the grapes are very cold because you pick them in the morning and the juice comes out and it's cold. Yeah. But, you know, once you get it going and you get into a rhythm, also you're pretty drunk. You know, when you start drinking at 11 a.m., <laughs> yeah. you get drunk pretty quick. So I, I was in like a rhythm and I was really enjoying it. It was like a foot massage. 
You know, I never thought about it, honestly, from the perspective of what that would feel like. But I would imagine it had to feel weird at first and then probably, like, really soothing well, and see, comforting. the thing is, this is, like, a natural winery. So, like, they throw in, like, it's all on the stems and stuff. It's not like you've picked the grapes off the stems. So okay. there's some sticks, there's some leaves, there's some stems. And then once you start stomping, some spiders are coming out, some earwigs. Okay. You know, this is, they don't use any pesticides. This is all natural. So, you know, if you're if you're, like, weirded out by spiders and earwigs, this might not be for you. You know, they're just like, they're my friends, and we're chill, so I don't even worry about those guys. <laughs> Look, I got a job to do. You know that. We respect each other. Right, we respect each other, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping your home, but you're, you're free to go. I only know you exist because you're trying to get away from right. me, and I respect yeah, that. it's like, you know, if I see one, I'll, I'll move them to the side. I'm not going to purposely stomp an earwig. I don't have any beef with those guys. That's fair. Yeah, I definitely, with, with bugs and things, I don't try to kill anything that's not trying to hurt me. Well, this this is full disclosure. I was working on this as a stand-up bit, but stand-up doesn't exist anymore. I think it's funny, like, you can kind of chart your maturity on how you, like, react to, like, a bug in your house. Yes. <laughs> like, when you're, like, a teenager, like, oh, my God, a spider, kill it immediately. Yeah. You have no thought for the spider. And then you're in your 20s, you're like, I don't know, like, should we, like, put them in a cup or, like, take them outside? Can someone get, like, a slip of paper in a cup? And then your 30s, you're just like, he's just fine trying to get by like the rest of us, man. You're like, I see you, spider. You're a survivor, just like me. <laughs> That's like what they say about, um, about like, dogs. That sometimes you hear people talking to dogs, but it's actually they're talking to themselves. Right. I actually did a tweet about that once where it's like, like, the amount of, like, internet terms you apply to a dog is, like, it, like, can represent how much deep it... Like, if you're just like, oh, it's a really great dog, so cute. But if yeah. you're like, look at this pupperino! It's like, <laughs> yeah. there's some inner turmoil there. It's like the more specific they get about a dog, the more... They're you're, all but naming them dogs after themselves. You're just a good boy who's not <laughs> constantly scared of the world every second. You're like, okay, take it easy. Sure, you make a joke that people misunderstand, but that's on them. What can they do? <laughs> that's on them. You don't have to think about it. Don't even think about it. And you're just a dog. We're just dogs. <laughs> it's true. It's true. When you're talking to a dog, you're really talking to yourself. You know, for the most part, it's okay, but sometimes you're just going through it and you're talking that's to a dog. True. Yeah, yeah, it's like dogs can be comforting. I do like to talk to dogs and babies as just like an equal. Just be like, how you doing? Thanks for coming out. Good to see you. <laughs> I did just too. like, sir, sir, th- very good to see you. Looking good, sir. Thank you for coming out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice. It's like, why baby talk? Uh, why baby talk a baby? They're, you know, you, you should talk to them as you would anybody else. Well, I found that children, you know, not that this is revelatory, are so much more insightful than I'll ever be. Exactly. We're, we're, we're insulting their intelligence. Yeah, it's just the arrogance of humans right. to be like, oh, you have the wisdom, so I'll talk down to you. No, no, I, I give them the respect they deserve. Right, babies are like, especially when they're that young, it's like their mind's a sponge. Do you want them to absorb weird cuckoo gaga talk, or do you want them to absorb just like, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Ch- chilling, <laughs> chilling. Good to see you, bro. You know, normal, chill stuff. This is just life, This is baby. just life, baby. Good to, see, <laughs> good to see you, man. You're looking good. Oh, you're up to 15 pounds? Shit. Yeah, you're looking good. Good baby. Well done. Also, my brother just had kids, and they're still, like, really young, so they can't, like, talk or anything. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, they're going to be surrounded by, you know, we have, like, a, a cool, supportive family, so I feel like everyone else in the family will be telling them every time they see them, like, oh, you're so big and strong. You're looking so <laughs> good. I feel like as the cool uncle, I kind of need to, like, knock him down a peg. So, so my plan is to be like, you look tired, man. You kind of look like shit. I don't know. Are you getting enough sleep? He's like, he's like seven. I'm like, are you hungover? Like, are, are you, what's, what's, what's up, man? Are you stressed? You can talk to me. 
Just because everyone else is going to be building him up, he needs to have one voice in there, just you know, keeping things balanced. You got to keep him honest. That saddle yeah. up to him, saddle up to him, like going through something yeah. too. Yeah, dude, you look like shit. Are you okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about insurance or something. Yeah, exactly. Keep him honest. Yeah, this is food related. Since you're a big food person, I'm a big food person. I'm not anywhere close, but I do love food. And I was thinking about this yesterday randomly about how, you know, uh, it's been a very much like a leftover heavy time for me sure. with the holidays and then just lately just buying stuff and then having the leftovers. Yeah. What do you think may- is the cuisine that makes the best leftovers? Huh. That's a good question. What I actually, because I've been like obviously cooking a lot, but I also trying to support local restaurants that I like so they don't fucking go out yeah, of business like absolutely. so many have. So it's actually funny because in my mind, I'm like, Ordering delivery again, like a hero. <laughs> yeah. Keeping local businesses afloat. So, you know, order a lot of delivery. My favorite thing to do is to actually combine different leftovers with, yes. with, with each other and maybe some stuff I have at home to make like a whole different meal. So it'll be like, okay, I have some like guacamole leftover from uh, some Mexican food I got. And then, oh yeah, there's this like crispy garlic Sichuan sauce from the Chinese and then I'm going to put those two on the eggs. And, you know, so anytime I can combine stuff to make my own little thing, I like. Yeah. I love leftovers in general. I feel like I the only too. things I don't really save, like burgers and fries save terribly, but I don't even really order that to go because it also travels terribly. Like fries, there's no way to get French fries to your house and they'll still be good. It's just not possible. Truly, though, I've said, I've jokingly said this to people. But I'm like, if somebody could oh my God. Invent, invent fries that reheat... Million dollar idea. Uh, they'd be so well. And you wealthy. can't reheat them either. That's the thing. I actually did have leftover fries the other day. And it was the next morning, or it was the next lunchtime. And I chopped them up and crisped them up in a cast iron. And okay. then I, I put them on top of a salad, like croutons. Oh. But they were like all soggy. So I was like, I can't eat them soggy, of course. I've heard of people using air fryers to try to fix those up. You know... I've heard a lot of good things about air fryer. Don't have one, but maybe that's like the secret to getting the fries back. They have to be refried. I don't. Feel, I feel like burgers don't. Like cold pizza is good. Cold yeah. rotisserie chicken is great. Uh, cold fried chicken is great. I love cold fried chicken. Cold burger. I would rather kill myself. Like there's no good cold bur. Like burgers and fries have to be eaten hot and on the spot. Or 100%. like you know, in the, in these times you. You drive up somewhere, get pickup, and eat it in your car. You can't drive that shit home. It is like the most finicky, like wildly temperamental fast food. You have to be, or drive home and like be eating it while you drive. You know, that's thinking about this too. And more and more, I just feel miserable after eating one. I may, maybe that's just kind of a general red meat thing. Are we talking about fast food or what are we talking about? Just burgers in general, honestly. The thing is, like fast food, that yeah, those are greasy, but at least they're not like the most gigantic, ornately made things. That's true. So then even if they are the best burger, it's generally like a bacon or whatever else added. And it just is like, man, I got to really want this burger because I might feel miserable after I eat it. I haven't really been craving burgers. I've been eating a lot of pizza. LA is in like a really good pizza moment right now. So I've been eating a lot of pizza and a lot of tacos. And I feel like, you know, during the week when I'm just like at home making my dumb little salads and trying to eat (laughs) healthy, when I think about what I'm going to eat this weekend, it's usually... Pizza, tacos, probably a breakfast burrito. Sometimes I get a craving, you know, just like a... Lately, I'll like take a good sandwich over a burger. And I love... Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking love burgers. But especially in these times, I haven't been eating... I'm trying to think the last time I even fucking had a burger. I've been been eating eating sandwiches nonstop. 
I think I think pound for pound, a great sandwich is as good as any food stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a, I grew up in Philly. You know, Philly is a big sandwich culture. I, yeah, I've always been a sandwich person, and I think now maybe because I've lived in LA for so long, I'm, you know, maybe more burritos and tacos on a more regular basis than sandwiches. But like sometimes you just need a fucking sandwich, Absolutely. and a sandwich will always be there for you. And sandwiches are like recession proof and pandemic proof like there's so many restaurants going under but the sandwich places my friend the sandwich places are thriving i love sandwiches yeah because they're great to go you, you can get them delivery and they're totally fine you know a good sandwich definitely travels and it's just like a it's a comfort it's a comfort in these trying times absolutely thinking about like the types of cuisine that heat up well and they're good for leftovers one specifically that and you can also combine them and it tastes just as good if not better is uh, Indian food I found? Yeah, is extremely good because it all kind of yeah Indian settles food and congeals. Well, yeah, and it definitely heats up well. Yeah, it's just like very you know simple meats kind of. Yeah, like the simple proteins, stewed with, meats. Yes, Ethiopian food too. There's a lot of that type of like uh, you know like uh, chicken dorawat, like the chicken stew, the dal, the lentils. You just yeah, you, know, you just heat that up in a saucepan. It's good to go. Hundred percent. I got to do, uh, to your point there, I have to try the combining multiple versions more of, of well, leftovers. Well, I think that comes from just like, I'm ordering too much delivery, so I have just like <laughs> all kinds of shit left over. Plus, a lot of places now are like, you know, be, it'll be like a restaurant, but then they'll also sell like pantry items. So it'll yeah. be like, they'll sell some house-made sauces, they'll sell some pickles, they'll sell some, you know, I, I've got like hot sauce from four different ref- restaurants in my refrigerator. I got... Fucking pickles, and I got fucking pickled red onions, and I got, you know, so I'll get, like, condiments, too, along with something to eat then. So I'll have all those things. And, you know, those are good to, like, zhuzh up some leftovers or just, like, <laughs> oh, I put pickled red onions on top of it. It's good. Let's go. Add a little flair. Have some yeah, fun Yeah, exactly. It. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all, you know, that's all we can do now. That's a big Saturday night now, these days. <laughs> I'm a big sauce person, too. Just of varied sauces and how they can really kind of guss up the joint. Oh, as you gotta have sauce. Love them. And that's the thing. It's like, you got a lot of people that are into like hot sauces. And it's yeah. like, look, I fucking love hot sauce. But like, don't stop there. Don't be the guy who just has like 50 hot sauces and then, you know, doesn't know what like fucking Romesco is. It's like, get <laughs> into the sauces of various cultures because, you know, if you just have hot sauce and you don't have any mole, you're, you're, that's, that's narrow. Op- open your world up, baby. <laughs> it does feel a little bit like um, hot sauce has become a personality trait for some people. Yes, I guess that's true. Maybe part of that is like the uh, proliferation of like, you know, hot ones has helped. Yeah, yeah. That, and, which and I, I like think, that show a yeah, lot. I, I love hot ones. And I think there's also that kind of like, not, not maybe not macho, but like masochistic element of like, I can eat shit that's so hot. Yeah. Look at me. But it's also like. You know, a hot sauce is, is just one of a world of sauces. Like, let hot sauce be the key to a world of sauce. No, I agree. And, and also, they're like, hot sauce is great, but there are other sauces, Don't get too. stuck on hot sauce. You know what's actually become a huge thing in 2020, uh, you know, blown up on Instagram and whatnot, is uh, the Sichuan chili garlic crisp. That, you know, that Chinese condiment where it's like crunchy garlic and chili oil and spices I've been seeing that fucking everywhere, and I recently got a I got a little thing of it. It's fucking good on anything. I mean, I I, <laughs> I get the hype. I mean, obviously the food food media has to have the new hype ingredient and hype thing because they're you know they're media and they have to generate clicks. Yeah. But look, I I feel like the hype is it's kind of justified on this. Like it, I I'll put this shit on eggs. 
I'll put this shit on chicken. I'll put it on a salad. Uh, it's pretty much, I saw a guy putting on vanilla ice cream on Instagram the other day. And I was like, I want to fucking try that. That looks fucking good. Cause I've had, I've had like olive oil and sea salt on vanilla ice cream and it's amazing. And I really like savory. Like I'm not going to sit here and say I don't like ice cream, but like, I'm not a huge dessert guy. I'm not like a huge sweets guy. So anytime like the savory is incorporated into a dessert, I'm, I'm interested. Anytime somebody does that, especially like more of a chef type, I'm like, I don't know how that works, but it must be so good. Yeah, I mean, there was this place in SF that did like really nice, I guess it was just vanilla, but it could have been like cream, uh, you know, like fresh cream, ice cream, and then just sea salt and olive oil on top. And it was, it was so fucking good. So, you know, that, that got me thinking differently about uh, savory desserts, which I like. Yeah, what's interesting too is that you just saying that I'm like, I genuinely just thought, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I know. It's like, and then it's like. Let's not be bound by uh, societal norms here. <laughs> I'll eat fucking fried eggs for dinner. There's no law and God is dead. Let's do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> I'll have rotisserie chicken for breakfast, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. I thought about that yesterday about how like, like why is it that toast is so associated with almost exclusively breakfast? Yeah. Toast for dinner? I, I don't like how things get pigeonholed. It's like stuffing should be like an everyday side. Like as common as mac and cheese and, and mashed potato... Yeah. Stuffing. Like, stuffing is the best part of Thanksgiving. It's so fucking good. It's so versatile. You can stuff it in anything. Stuff a fucking chicken. Stuff a fucking <laughs> pheasant. Do, do, make it on its own. You know, like, uh, what? They, they make cornbread style in the South. They call it dressing in parts of the South, which is weird. And, like, I've had, like, cornbread dressing, like, cornbread stuffing in, like, N- New Orleans. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. So, Absolutely. I don't know why stuffing got relegated. I don't like when shit gets relegated. It's like, you know... I love I love having eggs for dinner. Standards though it kind of is now, but breakfast for dinner is great. I love I mean, breakfast for shit. dinner. I do too. Also, it reminds you of like being drunk with your friends and like going to a diner, you know, in, yeah. in the before times. Remember that? Remember being out with your friends and then you're all drunk and you go get like a late dinner of breakfast at a diner? What's better than that? It's pretty great. Ah, that's good stuff. I really miss it, actually. You know, so I, even yesterday, I ate, for a second, I was like, can I do this? For like half a second. Yeah, break I'm like, free. Who gives a shit? Break free, baby. I ate uh, chicken parmesan for uh, breakfast. I love that. I and it was love great. That. That's a it was pa- great. Also, that's a power breakfast. It really is. Like as much as I like a huge heavy dinner, if you're just going to be at home, you might as well load the front end of your day with the biggest meal. Yeah. Because then it gives you, it powers you through the whole day. You're like, I got fuel in this fire. Exactly. You eat chicken parm, you're ready to attack the day, baby. And now I'm going to go out scared of everything. Right, exactly. But with carved up I'm gonna situations. I'm going to eat chicken parm. I'm going to nap for a bit. And then <laughs> I'm taking care of this to-do list. Let me fuel this paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like a really big, a really big heavy breakfast in the I beginning of the yeah. day. Especially if you're, you're, I like to like go out and hike or like go out on my bike. But like even just like as a celebration of life. You're just like, I'm alive again, baby. Who knows what the day will bring, but I will eat like a king. What I mean, what's better though, too, just the idea of waking up after sleeping well and you just feast. Oh yeah. Especially since when I don't go out, I kind of eat dinner pretty early. Yeah. Uh, cause I you know, because I'm just kind of like in my home routine. So when I wake up, I'm like pretty hungry because I haven't probably eaten since like 7 p.m. I'm like an early dinner guy usually. You know, if I if I was going out to shows and bars and stuff. That would be different. But like, if I'm just at home, I'm like, I'm bored. I'm going to make dinner at 630. It's dark out. Like, what the fuck else am I doing? 
So then when I wake up at like, you know, 9 a.m., I'm like, I haven't eaten since 7 p.m. I'm fucking hungry. Let's have a massive breakfast. Yeah, I was never that type. I grew up in a family just, you know, in the mornings, they never, nobody ate breakfast. I really. feel like when you're a teenager, you like, I ate like toaster strudels all through high school. 100%. But the other thing about high school is like, you're always hungry and you're always tired. It's because yeah. it's like, you know, you're like, your body's growing and you're just tired all the time. And then you're just like hungry. It's like a nightmare. It's like, you know, but like, I didn't want to like sit down and eat eggs in the morning. I like, yeah. I would like sleep until the last possible second and then like grab something on the way out. You know, that's a great point. Yeah. It was uh, me basically being a grumpy, angry, yeah. cranky mouth breather. And then 10 a.m. comes around. You're like, I'm, I'm so fucking hungry. I've never been more hungry. <laughs> God, this sucks. When we were seniors, we were allowed to leave the campus of school and get snacks. Only seniors could do it. It was called senior privileges. We did that too, yeah. So you could leave and like go get a bagel. And that was like a fucking game changer. <laughs> it was like, I got free period at 10.30 a.m. I'm going to get a cream cheese bagel. Life is good, <laughs> baby. We're going to smoke some weed in the car. Ah, the perks of being oh, a senior. Those were the days. <laughs> You're like, mm, senior dumb has its privileges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing tastes as good as a fucking cream cheese bagel when you're fucking a high 15 year old and it's 10 30 a.m and you haven't eaten anything to add just a little bit of extra to that too is i'm supposed to be in school and i'm not in school right, right exactly now. i'm like getting one over on the man it's like a jailbreak that they know about <laughs> <laughs> those were the days it's funny though i was thinking that like you know during this time We've, like, all become teenagers. It's, like, we're all oh, yeah. grumpy. We can't really leave the house. It's, like, we might be able to take the car out and go drive around, but there's nowhere to really go. You can't go to a <laughs> bar. You know, it's just, like, fuck. I guess we're yeah. going to go drink in the parking lot. Shit. We're waiting to watch the news for permission to go out. Right, exactly. We're waiting to get permission <laughs> to fucking go back to our fucking lives. We're all fucking grounded, basically. We're all frightened by the school bully who we cannot see. Right, exactly. COVID's out there. I don't know. He's, he's got a problem with me. Fucking Jaws the bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all fucking grounded until further notice. Ah, uh, TBD. We're just cranky and angry and I'm 37. Right, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to ask you is, uh, I know that you've said you've in the past you've done some pilots kind of to do like an intersection of these two loves of sure comedy and cooking or food. Is that like something you want to go toward yeah, in your I mean, career? Because it's know, a logical progression. I kind of right? started my podcast. It, the podcast is me and a chef. Yeah. And we interview comedians and chefs. And obviously we talk about the shit that we're like you and me are talking about right now, just food and bullshit. And, uh, you know, I was on like a, a show on cooking channel that was like, it wasn't really comedy, but it was like food history kind of humorously done. It's a really cool show. Yeah, it's a fun show. It got canceled, sadly. But uh, shout out to Food Facts or Fiction. And, and I have shot a few pilots that are kind of like that, where it's like, you know, using food and comedy as an avenue just into talking about people's passions, people's lives. Like, you know, like we're doing right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think it works because everyone likes to laugh. And I think everyone at some level, maybe not as much as me or other people who are really obsessed with food, but like everyone likes to eat. Maybe you're not like a fucking gourmand and like super into the terms and all the shit, but it's like everyone enjoys eating. The few people that are like, oh, I'll just, I'll just eat for fuel. Those people are like the people where you're like, oh, what music do you like? And they're like, oh, whatever's on the radio. It's like, okay, psycho. 
Like those people, those people are insane. I'm like, oh, that's a psychopath. No, that's a psychopath. Like if, if someone's like, oh, I don't really like listening to music. I just like whatever's on the radio. It's like, well, okay, you're a hollow person and I'm terrified <laughs> of you. It's like I, I, anyone who's just like, oh yeah, like food is just fuel to me. It's like the all time great pr- pleasure of life is just f- yeah. fuel to you, you fucking weirdo. It's a massive inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. Just- oh, I forgot to eat today. LOL. Are you out of your mind? Something's <laughs> wrong with you. I knew somebody when I was a kid who hated the taste of water. Wow. Can't relate. Didn't know what to do with that. Best thing in the world. Uh, Yeah. Oh, when you're hot and you get that cool water sliding down your throat, come on. Cold glass of water is the best thing you can possibly have. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think at a certain level, everyone has food opinions. Everyone has nostalgia tied to food. Food is a very powerful thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think for the most part, you know, as someone who, like, doesn't like sports or follow sports, you know, I feel like a lot of guys use sports as small talk with, uh, you know, other guys in their life or whoever, I, I use, like, food small talk, you know? Because, like, as a comedian, I travel a lot. You're in some random town. You're like, what's where do I got to eat? What's good here, you know? So you immediately connect with people, and everyone has opinions, you know? Yeah. Like, you got the guy's like, you got to go to Gus's. So it's, like, it's an easy way to connect with people, and it's, like, I do legitimately want to know where to go eat. It's, like, that's the best part about traveling. Where do I fucking go eat? Well, yeah, to your point, too, that, like, you know, sports is like the most obvious thing of that, where tribalism exists, but there's, right. that's what food is too. Oh yeah, you got like the half the town arguing for one hot dog place and half the town arguing yeah. for another. You walk into it, you're like, let's get down to business, guys. I want to hear both sides of this case. And Absolutely. you know, obviously I grew up in Philly where it's like Pat's first, Geno's, cheesesteaks, you know, classic rivalries. And in LA, we got, you know, the French dip rivalry of Philippe and Coles. They both claim they sure. invented it, you know? So it's like food inspires that kind of regional passion and, uh, you know, argumentation just like sports. That makes total sense. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, uh, is there anything you want to point people toward? Oh, well, you know, uh, spending a lot of time online these days. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Carl Hess. That's K-A-R-L-H-E-S-S. And my food podcast is called Yelling About Pate. And that's on Twitter and Instagram at Yappod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D. And, uh... Yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I post pictures of food on Instagram and I yell about the hellscape on Twitter and that's my life, baby. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you again. Thank you for doing this. Thanks it's for so having fun. me, man. Much appreciated. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you all for listening. Take care, wear a mask, etc. Goodbye. Goodbye.